This presentation is for general information only and does not contain and is not to be taken as containing any securities advice, recommendation, offer, or invitation to subscribe for or purchase or redemption of any securities regarding Insignio. The information provided herein is not an offer to buy or sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any investment product. If you build it, will they come? Our regular listeners know that we believe a new economic and market cycle potentially began in late March when fiscal and monetary authorities around the world unleashed a tsunami of stimulus that bathed the world in liquidity and provided a fiscal backstop for low-income consumers and small businesses, the most impacted by the pandemic and subsequent lockdowns. On the monetary side, M2 reached its highest point ever and fiscal transfers approach World War II era levels where disposable income actually increased after the shock. That was phase one, a reflation trade from the March nadir. This next phase, let's call it the return to economic normalcy stage, is predicated on safe, efficacious, and highly distributable vaccines being made available to enough of the population that aggregate demand would rebound sufficiently after the fiscal transfers dried up. This stage would be characterized by the outperformance of cyclicals versus defensives, value over growth, and robust commodity price increases. In last month's commentary, I argued that the biggest risk to the scenario was the failure of the passing of another round of fiscal stimulus by the US and others in the developed world during this renewed ferocious third wave of the pandemic. The danger here is that without more stimulus, Renewed lockdowns and or social distancing would lead to permanent economic scarring due to second and third order consequences before the vaccines arrived. The fact that a sizable majority of Americans wanted more stimulus meant that politicians in a democracy, ever the price takers in median voter theory, would go to, well, naturally, where the median voter was, more stimulus. And with the Fed complicit in its newly found role of financial repressor, i.e. keeping rates low enough to facilitate easy public borrowing, this made too much sense. Indeed, it still does. However, there is another angle we must consider here. What if not enough people want to take the vaccines? As with all matters in economics, we must look at both the demand and supply side of the equation to determine the clearing price. In this case, the number of people inoculated. So far, most analysis, including my own, has focused on the supply of the vaccine. On that front, there is much reason for optimism. According to the Good Judgment Project, a UPenn collaboration, quote, harnessing the wisdom of the crowd to forecast world events, close quote, over 98% of experts believe that over 25 million people will be inoculated in the US by the end of March, 2021. Before the recent vaccine announcements, 90% thought it would be by the end of Q2, 2021. Clearly, optimism among the scientific community is rising sharply from already heightened levels. I have often cited this soft data in the past, and it has been one of the core pillars under which my bullish thesis rests. These experts have focused on information from the pharmaceutical companies about efficacy, safety, manufacturing, and delivery. It relies on the U.S. Department of Defense's Operation Warp Speed, a public-private partnership to facilitate and accelerate the development, manufacturing, and distribution of COVID-19 vaccines, therapeutics, and diagnostics. The Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca Oxford Phase three trials results announced this month only jolted optimism and indeed fueled the massive rotation out of the pandemic winners into the previous losers. 
But to bastardize the famous quote from the movie Field of Dreams, what if you build it, but no one wants to take it? New data have us concerned. Half of American adults polled in September 2020 said that they would not take a vaccine if one was available, according to a study by the Pew Research Center. It seems that the country is as divided on taking the vaccine as it is pol politically. We can only hope that this divide was exacerbated by the election, but it is too soon to know. It should also be noted that this Pew Research poll was taken before the recent announcements, an astonishing feat of Apollo-like scientific achievement with spectacular efficacy levels were announced to the general public. However, if that vaccine uptake proves as sticky as a political divide, then November's market moves might be in store for a re-rating because the economic pain will last longer than I expected and the recovery will be more muted. To be sure, I'm not ready to abandon my bullish thesis quite yet. As mentioned, it would be interesting to see this poll taken again post Pfizer et al results. But in this age of misinformation and conspiracy theories, one cannot be too sure. In the coming months, we will be monitoring vaccine uptake very closely to see if it matches with our previously expected estimates.